48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories, roads and public transport in Western District are shut down as expectations grow of a major unauthorised protest. James Tien says the chief executive should stand down to restore calm. And Donald Trump says Beijing would be taking a harder line here if it wasn't for his trade war. Police have ordered road closures and public transport is shutting down close to the liaison office in Western District as expectations grow of a large-scale unauthorised protest this afternoon. The MTR will not serve Sai Ying Pun from half past one and trams are suspended between Hill Road and the Macau Ferry Terminal. Stretches of Connaught Road and Devore Road West are closed, as is the Shektong Choi exit of the Western Harbour Tunnel. Water-filled barriers have been installed around the liaison office and pictures circulated online showed the police's new water cannons in the area. Police have also issued a text message of warning of severe disruption from a public event. The honorary chairman of the Liberal Party, James Tien, says the chief executive, Carrie Lam, should step down to defuse the political crisis. Mr Tien was speaking after reports emerged on Friday that Beijing had blocked Mrs Lam from fully withdrawing the extradition bill that has sparked weeks of protest, as well as setting up an independent inquiry. He also urged the chief executive to clarify that she won't invoke emergency powers that would allow for private assets to be frozen. The only thing that we see that's possible is for me to withdraw the bill and form the independent commission of inquiry. And if Beijing doesn't allow her to do that, then she should tell Beijing, I'm really sorry, I couldn't do my job anymore. Because this is the only way I see that could contain the mass majority of Hong Kong's people's aspiration. If I cannot even do that, or how can I continue to be an effective chief executive? I mean, even if this crisis is over, I don't see how she could govern Hong Kong in the next two, three years. Veteran pan-Democrat Martin Lee says the government's decision to arrest more than a dozen leading pro-democracy figures yesterday is an attempt to provoke more people to join unauthorised protests. He believes the administration wants violence to escalate so it can invoke emergency laws that grant sweeping powers to the chief executive, including the right to change the law. Mr Lee says using the powers would contradict the basic law and kill Hong Kong. The basic law only confers the law-making powers exclusively on the Legislative Council of Hong Kong. But this law would give the governor, acting with the Executive Council, the powers to enact laws for Hong Kong and also to grant warrants of arrest and so on instead of the courts. So it gives the chief executive all the powers he could actually, he could actually pass the extradition bill into law. Moderators of one of Hong Kong's most popular internet forums, LIHKG, says it's facing the biggest ever attempt to overload its servers. The forum's mobile app was offline for part of the morning, although the web version was still accessible. The site is often used by protesters to discuss and plan their activities. The Secretary for Labour and Welfare, Law Chi Kuang, says the Labour Department is ready to mediate in disputes between staff and their employers after Cathay Pacific warned its employees against taking part in a general strike proposed for Monday and Tuesday. Unions say 20 staff have been fired or forced to resign by the airline over their support for anti-extradition protests. Mr Law, who said he didn't want to see any strike take place next week, said procedures were in place to help employees who felt they'd been badly treated. 
it's not really uh, appropriate for the as a government official to comment on the individual company's human resource policies. But definitely, if the employees consider they are being not well treated and they they can raise their complaints and they can seek help from our labor department, our labor department will try to help to mediate the difference between the employers and employees, and if needed, helping the employees to seek the appropriate channels of measures of redress. The US President Donald Trump says Beijing would be taking a much tougher line on Hong Kong if it went under pressure due to US trade policies. Speaking outside the White House, Mr Trump reiterated his call for Beijing to act humanely here. I think if it weren't for the trade talks, Hong Kong would be in much bigger trouble. I think it would have been much more violent. I really believe China wants to make a deal and they know it puts us in a very bad position if there's not a humane way of handling the problems. And I've let them know that, look, handle it in a humane fashion. Mr Trump also said trade talks between the US and Beijing are scheduled to take place next month, even as new tariffs on Chinese goods come into effect tomorrow. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Tens of thousands of security personnel have been deployed in the northeast Indian state of Assam as the authorities prepare to release a controversial citizenship register shortly. The move may leave millions of people stateless. Those left off the register will be considered illegal immigrants to be detained and then deported. It requires families in Assam to prove that they've been there since 1971. Critics say Bengali Muslims may be unfairly targeted, but a spokesman for the ruling BJP party, Nalin Kohli, says there are measures in place for people to appeal to the authorities. The tribunal's numbers are being increased by several hundred. For people to have an opportunity, this doesn't mean that the minute the register is published and if the name is not there, one doesn't have due process to be able to prove that that name has been inadvertently left out and it should be included. So actually speaking, a lot of people without understanding it are tending to make it a Hindu-Muslim issue. A trial date has been set for Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who is accused of playing a leading role in plotting the 9-11 attacks on the United States. He'll be tried in a military court along with four other men from January the 11th, 2021, exactly eight months before the 20th anniversary of the attacks. The BBC's Peter Bowes reports. Sheikh Mohammed was arrested. He was detained by the Americans in 2003. He was then moved to Guantanamo Bay and he and his accomplices were first charged under President George W. Bush with the initial aim of having the trial in Guantanamo Bay. President Obama then came up with a plan to actually move the trial to a civilian court in New York City. But there was a lot of opposition to that and the plan was dropped so it's gone back back to Guantanamo Bay, and that in large part accounts for the delay. The former British Prime Minister John Major has thrown his political weight behind legal action to stop his successor, Boris Johnson, taking Britain out of the EU without a deal. He's seeking to join a case brought by the businesswoman Gina Miller in London next Thursday, one of several actions planned in court and in Parliament. With more, here's the BBC's Vicky Young. Sir John knows all about Tory fights over Europe. They plagued his time in office. Today he offered to help campaigners make their case that the government is breaking the law by suspending Parliament. 
Meanwhile, ministers have promised to step up the tempo of talks with Brussels. UK negotiators will now meet EU counterparts twice a week. But Ireland's Deputy Prime Minister Simon Coveney said they were still waiting to see how the UK plans to replace the so-called backstop to prevent checks at the border with Ireland. To sport now, and in cricket, England star James Anderson has been ruled out of the remainder of the Ashes series with a calf injury, a serious blow to the host's hopes of beating Australia. Anderson, England's record wicket-taker, has not bowled in the series since breaking down with the injury after delivering just four overs in Australia's 251-run win in the first test at Edgbaston. Meanwhile, Somerset's Craig Overton has been named in England's 13-man squad for Old Trafford. More from the BBC's Jonathan Despite the fragility of England's batting, including being shot out for 67 at Headingley, the selectors have chosen to go with the surge in momentum provided by Stokes' heroics and keep the same lineup. In fact, it seems likely that England will field an unchanged 11 unless the pitch at Old Trafford demands otherwise. Anderson will be devastated at this development. Once again, he and England are left to rue the decision to play him in the first test, where he lasted only four overs. Overton appears to be included as cover for Wokes, whose knee needs constant monitoring. Athletics and at the last meeting before next month's World Championships, the Zurich Diamond League was the setting for the second fastest 400 metre hurdles ever. Norway's Karsten Borholm joins a very exclusive club. Here's the BBC's Mike Costello. Over the second last barrier, Vorhome being challenged by Benjamin. They're a metre apart, but Vorhome is holding on with 10 metres to run. It's Vorhome. He wins by half a metre in a time of 46.92 seconds. A truly staggering performance. Number two on the all-time list in the presence of the world record holder, Kevin Young. Maybe this is the man soon to become number one all-time, Carsten Vorholm, the star of the Diamond League final here in Zurich. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Roads and public transport in Western District are shut down as expectations grow of a major unauthorised protest. And Donald Trump says Beijing would be taking a harder line here if it wasn't for his trade war. The news from RTHK. Radio 3. Welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, with you till 3 p.m. This week we have a new selection of hot new tracks from a lot of places on the planet. From Africa to Europe, the Americas and the Caribbean and more. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian. We're still the belly button of the world. Il ombelico del mondo. He is from Rome. And we start off with our first track of hot new tracks from a surprising number of places on the planet with Cinco, pretty much all from the States. Uh, today, they were four of them. Cinco is Spanish for five. They're spelt without the I, so it's C-N-C-O. And uh, this is off their third upcoming still-to-be-announced uh, album. They're a boy band, and uh, they have been around for a few years. The five today, uh, this year, let's see, are uh, Christopher Vélez, uh, born in New Jersey, grew up in Ecuador with his parents. Richard Camacho, born in New York City, grew up in Dominican Repu Republic with his 
parents and came back to the States. Zadiel de Jesus, born in Puerto Rico, which is part of the United States officially. Uh, Joel Pimentel in California, is where he was born and has Mexican ancestry. And Eric Brian Colon, he's from Cuba, Havana, and moved to Tampa, Florida with his family in 2012. So they're all now U.S.-based. Cinco, the track, is the 